you know what? For five seconds, I said I was gonna, I was about to cut this recording off, but we gonna keep that. We gonna keep that. So, oh no, I'm in a mood today. I see. Hey, <laughs> hey, y'all. Welcome back to Sidebar, Josen. This is Bree. And this is Steffi. And today we're gonna be talking about. Um, we're gonna rather we're gonna be answering a question. We're going to get all philosophical and shit on y'all. We'll try. We'll try. I mean, everybody is half dead in here anyway. So, <laughs> except, well, maybe I am. You seem to have a little bit more energy, but we're going to be... to eat. Eat? Oh, well, she's yeah, hungry. I'll be fine. But we're going to be answering the question, who am I? We're going to see what we get from that. Ooh, who am I? Mm-hmm. Do you ever find yourself, like, just sitting there like, who the fuck am I? Well, let's find out in five seconds when we get into this show. Mm-hmm. So sit back, relax, sip your tea, and we are about to get started. We Josen. We Josen. So, like I said in the intro, today we're going to be answering a question that I think is really interesting, and um, it's who are you? I got this idea from listening to another podcast. Um, They were watching the show, and shout out to the podcast, Getting Grown. Um, But they were watching an episode of Ayanla, Fix My Life. Who was? Um, The uh, podcasters, Jade and Kia, um, from Getting Grown. Okay. And if you know anything about me, you know Ayanla grates my nerves. Yeah, she didn't want to treat R. Kelly. And, re- and, and I'm glad that she said no, because we, beyond the exploitation that has already occurred in order to get this story out about what's been going on with him, I don't think we need to further sensationalize this and make it into, like, comedic gold, which is Ayanla's show. Oh, my God. So, um, yeah, we don't, we don't need any more, um, any more slapstick kind of, like, <laughs> comedy and stuff because Dave Chappelle covered that ground already and the boondocks did too. So no, he, he needs real help, but we're, we're getting off the point. Go ahead. So, um, yes, we are going to be answering that question because I think that as we get older, it's a really interesting thing to do to reflect on who you've become. Mm-hmm thus far who you would like to see yourself become as you you know go forward in life and just thinking about the good the bad and the ugly but um and there's like moments that bring you to this this question um it can be really challenging moments that could bring you to this question Mm -hmm. but it's always good to kind of think of this when you're not challenged so yeah. that way it can help you to, I guess, forego some hardships. Sure. And so, like, honestly, I think that it would be really cool if our listeners, while we're talking about it, if you kind of pondered about this question as well, I mean, go ahead and, and listen in on what we come up with. And maybe after the show, just just, just think about it for a second. Because if you haven't, you'll, you'll probably be really really interested in what you come up with when you really take a moment to think about like who you are Mm -hmm. like to yourself to other people blah 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 so duff you want to go first do you think you can answer the question who am i Hmm. 
So, I guess, simply, if you would ask me that, um, we were actually asked this question kind of in a different way, like when we were in class once, remember? Oh, no. <laughs> I apologize. It was at the beginning of last semester in a practicum seminar. Oh, kind of, vaguely. Okay. School is such a clusterfuck sometimes that everything starts to blend together and becomes um, a stressful blur. So The only reason I remember is because I was reminded, so don't worry. Okay. Um, but we were asked who, who we are, kind of, in a different way. We were asked who we are, but outside of our new professional identity. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of difficult because it's like we've been in this program for so long that it's like it has taken over who we are a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but ourselves have been emerging as we've gone along, just like how we're starting this podcast. Mm-hmm. At one point, we weren't doing anything but school. Yeah. Um, and so I think at that moment, I said I would say that I am, I want to be known more so as a community activist. I want to be known more so as um, a champion for the people, so to speak. Um, but then also, I would say that I'm a dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I want to go like more simple than that. I think some people like to be identified as like a friend, a great friend, a great listener, someone who has who can like be the ear for all of their people. Um, I would say I'm a great sister. I would say I'm a great daughter. So there's something interesting that I'm going to throw out there because I heard this when I was listening to the other show. Mm-hmm. And it made me think too because when I first thought of that question, I immediately assumed that they were talking about the roles that you fill. Yeah. And so... So there's different ways to think about it. So yeah. So like the question of who are you who are you beyond who like the roles that you fulfill for other people? Yeah. So, cause I can, I would also say too that I am, um, I'm a daughter. I'm a good daughter. I'm a good friend. Mm-hmm. I am a like good listener. You know, like that kind. Of, like I can mention a whole bunch of different roles that I fill. Mm-hmm. But it takes, like, true inner exploration to really answer that other question. Right. Like, like, you have to be mad introspective for a second to think, who, like, who am I beyond Like I said, these who the things. fuck am I? Who the fuck is Brie? Who the fuck is Duffy? <laughs> okay. So, like... So, if you want to answer the question the other way, then... Okay. So, yeah. Um, I've come to find that I am a very free person. That's good. Um, you know, a lot of people are like bound by how you should be socially. Um, they're bound by they're kind of caught up in a box about what life is supposed to look like mm-hmm. and what kind of things you can achieve. I would I would say that I'm really free and I'm really I, I am truly a creative. Okay. Um, I think of ideas in like a snap. Like, oh, I have this great idea of something to do. Now, I wish I had that kind, the the consistency that it takes to follow through with things and really get things going. But 
still I I'm I have great ideas that come up all the time and it takes a sort of mental freedom to be creative like that mm-hmm. but then it goes beyond just like creating programs creating things um it extends into like my daily life like for example how can I like take what I'm doing like with psychology and then make it into a fantasy that I also have so how like I I love to travel I want to travel I want to go to these exotic places Mm -hmm. and I've actually I won't give you my secrets but I've thought (laughs) about a way to use the skills that I'm learning to actually do that Mm -hmm. and other people aren't other people think of like just being in a a job like they think about a nine to five and that's it Mm-hmm. Um, I think another way in which I feel more free is that, um, just to bring it to perspective and to be more specific, like in this like re- recent kind of relationship, like I was getting involved in or was involved in, um, this person like had ideas around male friends mm-hmm. and I have like several male friends and I don't feel like that's something that should be limited because you get into a relationship. I agree. But some people would. Some people literally would like feel comfortable with cutting all of their male friends off or cutting off certain male friends. Or female friends. Yeah. That's that's always, this is such a sidebar to what we're talking about, but I'm just going to quip in really quick. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is such a weird thing to me. And it is, I think it, it definitely comes from insecurity. Because mm-hmm. if you perceive any person of the opposite sex that's within 10 feet of your partner as a threat, mm-hmm. you got to do some deep diving in yourself and figure out what the hell is going on with you that mm-hmm. you don't want anybody else around because either you don't trust your partner or you feel as though you ain't got it going on enough to mm-hmm. keep them interested or around. And the first person they get a whiff of somebody ass that's just even slightly that has slight like a slight edge on you mm-hmm. and they're gone. Mm-hmm. So you got you either gotta check yourself, check the nigga you with. Or the the woman that you're with or whatever the case may be because that ain't it because I'll be damned if anybody come in my space and be like nah you gotta let this 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 and this person go and I'll be like well you can let my puss go because (laughs) (laughs) because I don't I don't do that insecure shit nah I don't Um, do that insecure shit at all but back to who you are and then yes other than that um I don't know I just, I, I I thought that like, okay, so in some respects, I do have a little bit of social anxiety. Okay. But then in other respects, I'm still willing to go out and take like big, big risks mm-hmm. to go places that I've never gone and to meet people. Like I literally meet people all the time everywhere I go. Okay. Um. So very sociable. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um. And then besides that, what else? I think you're um a very straightforward person. I really? find like I feel as though 
when like in in my interactions with you, I find that you don't do like much sugar coating or anything. Like you're you're direct in your delivery, mm. which is a quality that not everyone has or appreciates in the people that they know who like show that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's who oh. I've come to know you as oh. for sure. Well, thank you. You're like serious. You get to the point. This is this is what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's what needs to get done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like in personal and professional. Oh, very good. So, yes. Thank you. That's that's one thing I'll I'll say too is that as far as like who you are, mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of qualities that each of us has that a lot of people have that we don't necessarily see. Like we don't see our blind spots. Mm-hmm. And that's for the good, bad and the ugly. Like yeah. We may know ourselves to be this, this, that, and the third, and may have some kind of insight into, you know, the more shitty sides of us. Mm-hmm. But people who like know you, know you, like can see you for who you are and whatnot, for real, for real, they'll point out real quick. Hey, so about that passive aggressive little shit that you be right. doing. <laughs> Let me tell you about yourself real quick. Yeah. But yeah, so no, I think but I think you're pretty you're dead on about like those qualities that you mentioned because I do see that in you like this kind of more free spirited, mm-hmm. fun, loving, like mm-hmm. but also get it done kind of person. Yeah. Other than that, I just feel like I think that I'm respectful. And that's a quality that I kind of like came to realize I had in like this past year or past two years is just that, you know, I have my beliefs and I have things that I want to do and I have my way of life, but I think that I'm very respectful of other people. And I think that helps me in this field that we're in. So that's my last little tidbit of who I am in terms of the good qualities. Okay. Who are you? Who am I? Mm -hmm. Um, I just changed my Facebook bio and said, I'm the black me at Thermopolis. You ever, <laughs> do you know who that I'm is? looking off to the left to tr- to look for it in my mind. I don't know what that is. You you know the movie Princess Diaries? Nope. What? Who? Don't am sit I? here and lie in <laughs> my face. At I, really, I don't know Princess Diaries. You don't know the movie with Anne Hathaway, Princess Diaries. I obviously didn't watch. Where she finds out that she's the princess of Genovia. Is this a white person? Oh my god. Oh God! Okay, so is this, this yes, she is yeah, of the Caucasian I, that's persuasion. What happened. That's why I didn't watch it. But I watch it. I'll go ahead and watch. Was it really good? Yeah, I enjoyed it as a child. It came out when I was like ten. Oh, my mama wasn't really showing me a lot of. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just. <laughs> well, I'll say this honestly. I uh feel like I am definitely. Like this, this I I consider myself a, a goofball. Since I, okay, I am I'm goofy. I and and I'm quirky. genuinely goofy. Like I'm quirky. Yes, and I'm I'm quirky as hell. And a lot of people I say like if someone were to dispute that, it'd be like, no, nah, I don't really think so. That's because I've toned it down. Oh, because <laughs> people who know me for real, for real, people who know me like I know see, you as quirky. Yeah, like see, and that's the that's the thing is that I allow myself to be fully free weirdo, like full blown Brie in front of people who I trust with that me being fully like just out there. And I find that, or I found that as I grew up. 
I was never like I never fit in in I guess in the cool kind of circles, whatever you would define cool as. But my my circle, my kindred spirits, mm-hmm. my theater kids, the mm-hmm. kids who I guess you would describe as the goth and punk crew, like the uh, other quirky black kids, mm-hmm. the honors nerds or whatever, like whatever my little circle was, my little pockets of friends and whatnot. And even outside of school, like just people, I felt comfortable in that space. Like I didn't feel like I wanted to be anything else than who I was. I wanted to be the like the bookworm. I wanted to be the black kid into yeah. anime. I liked that about me because I felt like it made me stand out. Yeah. And so like it really just it really just felt sort of, you know, like weird at times when I'd be around people and I'm just like don't don't you make that facial expression? Like don't like don't like when when like, as I grow grew older and whatnot, got I guess I don't know college and stuff. And you know how high school you just act weird and all that kind of stuff and you get to college you just kind of like tone it down (laughs) okay listen in college i was carrying whole jugs of water to school why like just why was i doing that and the thing is too is like i I don't think i necessarily toned it all the way down in college but it, it that's when i started to i guess run in different circles in which i had to start kind of like filtering people to see who like if you if I you know like do you get the more toned down version version of me or do you get like do I get to just be my cuckoo self like my best mm-hmm. friend knows just how like throwed sometimes oh I can God. be and so but it, it's nothing like crazy I'm just like just I'm just I just have a quirky personality I like to laugh I'm always really goofy and so I think that that's such a big part of my identity because I this the the part of me that developed first I mm-hmm. think like knowing I think that I was like I have a hi- hypothesis going I'm gathering evidence for it oh gosh I think that cancers are quirky you know what there's this funny thing like I've I am not into astrology but I there am. have been times where I've read some stuff in horoscopes and I said that is eerily familiar. <laughs> and I feel attacked. <laughs> but like for real though, I it's yeah, they say a lot of things about cancers and I do agree with the whole like super caring, mm-hmm. kind of like empathic to a fault kind of thing. Yeah. Like I and I've seen that in in me like when I was a little kid and I had all of my dolls and stuff like that on mm-hmm. my bed and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I would and mind you like when we were little when we stayed uptown I shared a bed with my mom until I was like 12, 13 years old. Mm. And so, uh, like when I was younger, I had all of my stuffed animals on the bed and mm. everyone had to be accounted for. Oh, and, um, you sound like me. Girl, it was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> like, nuts. it was fucking <laughs> nuts. Cause then I would pretend like it was a rainstorm outside or whatever. And then we would all get under the blanket and stuff. And oh. that would be like our little cottage home. Like, I would just, I'm all like inanimate objects. Like, I assign like all kinds of meaning to little things and whatnot. And I'm just like, which is why I you can't. never invited me to your room. <sighs> Look, you're a, her- you're a hoarder. <laughs> So what we're not going to do is attack me on this podcast. <laughs> I do have stuffed animals in my room. I, I know it well. <laughs> fun fact: I actually sleep with a teddy bear. Still. You do? Uh huh. I just help, I just sleep with my sleep. my fluffy pillow right in between my legs. Girl, no, I have a teddy teddy bear, and his name is Little 
a little row. And, <laughs> and uh, but I always like it was it's always been this really comforting thing to me because before it had a different meaning. But after it just is like for but it's and it's had this different meaning for some time now for a long time. Mm-hmm. But it just became such a like staple in going to sleep mm-hmm. that like times when I cannot go to sleep or whatever. And like it's far away from me like i just grab it and like i'm out in about like 10 minutes that's nuts so (laughs) talk about some damn psychology so but yeah no that's i've probably disclosed behavioral shit too much (laughs) but it's a cue uh, but no for real though like honestly those like little things about me um i've always deeply appreciated i I think that i'm as far as um things about me like I'm I'm definitely not I don't consider myself perfect by a long shot mm-hmm. I really am in tune with my flaws mm-hmm. and um yeah I think that that's one of the things that like when I talked about uh when I just said that that was one of the first things I developed was like knowing about the quirky stuff mm-hmm. um also learning about the ways in which you know like other things about me because over time I started to really kind of be conscious about how my how I interact with people and whatnot because I know like the super caring side of me. I also know the side of me that wants to like immediate like I had I call it like this button that I have, mm-hmm. and it's like it's it's so hard to press that button in me because I'm such a like just fun loving want to hug up on everybody like I like people kind of person but then you have to and it's because I I never intentionally do harm to folks Mm -hmm. that you have to press that button for me to ever want to intentionally do harm to you whether like emotionally physically or otherwise Mm -hmm. and so like there's that side of me too where I was like I cut like I'll just cut people off almost as though they have never existed in my life oh i do that and why well, I, I was doing that shit i should go back right like it's i don't i'm not and i'm not and i'm not proud of it oh i i mean i've come to a place where sometimes you should do that yeah it's i mean necessary because and when, when it's necessary i get it when it's like that wasn't necessary right like when i reflected like, on both yeah like when it's not necessary because like like, I'll say, like, for example, I have, um, like, a lot of people feel as though you can't have exes who are, like, friends. Like, once it's over, it has to be dead. Like, you got to dead that shit. Y'all have nothing, nothing else. Yeah. I have I have an ex who I'm extremely cool with. And it's like, if there was nothing that needed to, like, if we were cool and we left on good terms and everything like that, why can't I say hi, hello? Um, speak to your wife, say hi, hello to her. She's a beautiful woman. You have a beautiful child. Like, why can't we just all like still high five each other and keep it pushing or whatever and stuff? So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like like me. Like I'm just that kind of person where if I don't have a reason, there's nothing that you can really do to really get under my skin unless I like you find that very hard to find button and you tap that. Which it's like if I feel like you've disrespected me in any form of fashion when I've done nothing to you to warrant that kind of disrespect mm-hmm. that's the button that's the, like that's that's normally how you tap that button mm-hmm. and stuff and so yeah like that's a part of me though like if it's if it's something that can be worked out like when we had that situation at school 
with my personal situation with um, that like that um I, I like I felt like that person that tapped that button and they did they, and they did and they and they honestly did but there was that a part was of me <laughs> see and that was a thing too it was like they 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 write like they they did it like they they tapped the, they pressed the button and you are within your right to feel some type of way however think about what is how where's the growth here is there a mm-hmm. way in which you can grow from this particular situation and how can you move forward in order to make things go better for you right and so it took a moment and i feel like god literally popped down came sat on my shoulder mm-hmm. and was like look sis um this ain't it <laughs> this ain't it like you you will not go forward if you keep this animosity like it it is going to eat you alive mm-hmm. you gotta go ahead and let that shit go right, well like, he didn't say shit but like I, you living know. living in that yeah keeps you from reflecting on growth exactly so like yeah if that that at that point i was like let it go and then that and we made progress Mm-hmm. And something changed. Something like immediately, like the tone of the whole situation started to turn. So if if I can kind of wrap all that up about who I am, I think I I am a a big lover. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm a lovey person, and I also am really empathic. I am goofy, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes. Um, I can be passive aggressive mm-hmm. um, because I'm non-confrontational unless you make me confrontational, and that's kind of going back to that button thing. It's like yeah. if you don't if you don't touch it, if you don't tap. Like when I got into this like fight when I was like 13, this these people were making fun of how I talk or whatever. And it's like yeah, I speak grammatically correct. Like what's the deal? You know, I can slip in and out of ebonics if I want to, but that's not how I talk normally. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but they were saying something, but then she tapped the button because she said something about my mom and all of the formalities dropped. And I said, come say it to my face. And then next thing you know, we was about to scrap and <laughs> Mike Miley and shit. And so like, Mike Miley is a Metairie girl. Okay. I know. We don't have to talk about Metairie. Go on. But anyway, <laughs> but the whole, the whole point of that is, is that it's just like you, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm too above like the bullshit nine times out of 10 to even get to a point where I'm like doing negative things or like, I'm, I'm usually mm. super positive most of the time. Yeah. So that, that's how I, I would describe with that. me. Yeah. I would also say, if I can add to that, mm-hmm. I would say that you are ambitious and you are goal driven like when there's something that you want to do um just like how you started your women's wellness yeah my little my little pet project yeah my healing project like (laughs) you wanted to do it and so you just got it done it just happened and yeah shout and out like to that Bianca. with school too yeah <laughs> you know like once you get the project you get started on it and mm-hmm. you try to make the most out of it and get that shit done well right thank you so, thank you yeah because i appreciate that about you and you know what too and this is like again with like the blind blind spots kind of thing because it's like the parts of you that you don't give enough credit or don't acknowledge yeah and other people see that in you and you never know who's using that as motivation 
as like the extra push that they need to get something done and whatnot because like I admire your directness because Mm -hmm. it then pushes me to think beyond like oh I don't really feel like being confrontational today to be like you know what you know talk your shit or whatever like speak and I don't even see myself as being direct like really I need like examples and shit it's, I think that it's just like when something, and it happens when something is like something needs to get done. Whenever mm-hmm. something needs to get done, like when if, if it's a situation at school, if mm-hmm. it's a situation with like personally with, mm-hmm. and stuff like that, you, you talk like you are directly, you talk about it, you get like, it's not like some tip a tat, no passive aggressive type of shit. Like okay. I, if this is the point that I have to hit. Wanted to go at that point. We're not dancing around the point. Yeah. And not that I like dance around shit or whatever, but most times if it's like something that I can roll that can roll off my back, I'll I'll let it roll because yeah. it just I I don't have the the energy to deal with stupid shit. Now if I it's something that has to get done, I will, I will definitely get it done. Mm-hmm. But if it's like say like in a personal situation in which somebody will like i guess maybe i don't know what's an example mm. i don't know like if, if somebody's talking bad about me or whatever mm-hmm. i'm like i don't care i guess like you know like i you don't I, care enough i don't care enough because i know me well enough people who the people who know me is that's what matters really yeah. the people who don't know me i really don't give a fuck what you think about me because you don't know me you're probably not interested in getting to know me you're more interested in hearing whatever that person is saying about me and stuff and being like ha ha he he you know oh breeze probably this that and the third mm-hmm. but it doesn't doesn't really matter because it doesn't hold weight and it's not changing my trajectory yeah. So like that kind of stuff or whatever, I'll just like nah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and whatnot. But you know, some people would be like, "Well, no, you gotta go and put a stop to that." She or something like that. And I'm just like, "Nah, it's not. Usually, that's not it. my mo. Yeah, it's not my mo." I think as I've been growing though, because I've I've been like that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of it makes me wonder like where that comes from. Like I wonder if because I've seen a lot of people like that. And mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people in, in New Orleans in specific who mm-hmm. are like that. Mm-hmm. And not everybody... I wonder if it's a cultural thing, basically. About, like, defending who you are to no, people? No, like, just, like, being passive about certain shit. Oh. You know? Like, I think- not, not, not learning to be assertive. Because that's what I boil it down to. Being assertive. Oh, okay. So, so more people are passive in their... In their approach to approach communication. To yeah, I mean that might not be a New Orleans thing. I think that that is like a just a, a global thing with a lot of people, and that I mean, particularly with social media, it makes mm-hmm. it really easy for us to not have direct conversations with stuff because we can just shoot off a thought, mm-hmm. and it's it's never nothing, address it, yeah. and never address it and stuff. And so, I mean, sure, there's people who are passive and. I mean, I don't. I guess I don't know. I don't know if that's. I, I would say it's even like a. Because I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Like mm-hmm. it's easier for me to be assertive with people that I know mm-hmm. who also communicate assertively. It's more difficult for me to be assertive with people who I know are aggressive because, a lot of times, and this is a place of growth that I need. Mm-hmm. Normally, if I know the person's gonna be assertive, it's easier for me to look at things objectively, and that's what it takes. Okay, it takes you thinking about you, but also considering and being open to what someone else is thinking or feeling or whatever. Right. 
Um, but like when I feel like that other person's gonna be aggressive, I don't know how to not be either passive aggressive and like, okay, well, I'm gonna do you some shit and I won't tell you anything mm-hmm. or to be aggressive, which is the part of me that I don't like to people to see. Right. Yeah, no, I, I get that. I mean, I don't Because even... it's a little, like, crazy. And see, and that's the thing, too. It's like, a part of me also know Like, when, you, when you're really in tune to yourself and you're introspective like that, you know your boundaries and you know your limits and stuff. And so, like, parts of you that you want to evolve, like, you th- parts of you that you want to see grow. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, insightful that you know that if somebody gets you... If your temper gets to a certain point... And it's like, you know, it's no hold bar at that point. And that's not something that you necessarily want out there in the world, at least not at this point in your life. And I mean, I, I would I would agree to like same. like I don't have like a, a super bad temper, but I always worry about it's like if what if like you something if you if you allow yourself to black out in the way that you know you can black out. Yes. Everything's on the line at that point. Yes. And that's <laughs> just not that that's not what's up. So right. my my, right. my option is to not address it or to leave when things get kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, because it can be like that in many different circumstances. It it doesn't always have to be. It could be professional. It could be Mm -hmm. with friends. It could be intimate relationship Mm -hmm. stuff. It could be anything like knowing how far you can go helps you to be like, you know what? I don't think this conversation is going where we would like it to go. And so it probably shouldn't, you know, and sometimes people don't respect that. And then you wind up breaking things. Yeah. See, and that's the thing, too. I think that something, too, that and this is something that I think comes into play with the profession that we are we have chosen is that I believe you and I are both really good communicators. Mm -hmm. And reason being is that we have developed this skill because we have to use it with others, but also just in general, like not even just, oh, we learned how to communicate in school, but I've seen this in you and I see this in myself as well, is that it's always like there's a point A and there's a point B and we're trying to get to point B. And so I'm going to communicate with you as effectively as possible. What's the what the concern is. And I need you to, you know, come here with me and let's have this dialogue and whatnot mm-hmm. and get from point A to point B. So, you know, like there, there can be some kind of solution. And there's nothing that grinds my gears more than there being a situation in which I want to like have a dialogue or whatever and like the person that I'm trying to communicate with is like a shitty communicator or mm-hmm. passive aggressive or you know any any crazy stuff like that like it's just it just annoys me to to no end cuz it's just like just talk about it like can can we have a conversation like there's this like the one thing that really used to frustrate me in my last relationship was that at one point I never felt like I could really like talk like about certain things, I felt like I had to walk on eggshells because, mm-hmm. like, my, the person just—if you said the wrong thing or if you responded in a certain way, they would just get upset. They would shut down, mm-hmm. and like that would be it, you know. And so that that really just was like draining. And so um, eventually, things became better. But mm-hmm. that's something that was like, that's one good example. And it's not just the only example, but there's other times in which it's like, you're trying to 
be as open and objective and all of these things as possible. And the person that you're telling that to is just like, it's like talking to a wall. Like even like yeah. with school, talk, talking to a wall. They, they basically made up in their mind how they feel about the situation or whatever is going on. And it's just like, when it, that's when, it. And it's like when it gets to that point and in several interactions, mm-hmm. the person always has that response. And it's not clear mm-hmm. that they actually respect your standpoint or Mm -hmm. will grow from that and this again this can be in any kind of relationship right if you are not bound to that relationship say for example in professional settings Mm -hmm. we have co-workers and sometimes you're bound to working with somebody Mm -hmm. but like at other time at other times you have to literally be like am i going to like continue to allow this to happen or am i going to now say that this is one of my boundaries. You're not listening to me. You have mm-hmm. a hard time listening. You've been having a hard time listening. Mm-hmm. I've been telling you about this over and over and over again. You don't seem to understand. Not only that, you, you, you're you not seeming to try to even want to grow. Mm-hmm. It's one thing to, okay, so it's taking you a little while to actually change your behavior. Um, that's different from you're not trying Mm-hmm. Like you don't even care. Do you understand? Right. Are you? You're just not that type of person. Yeah. No. So at that point, it's like, well, then you have to say to yourself, "Do I want to put up with this shit?" Right. And that's like any kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's like again kind of going back to answering the question of who who are you? Mm-hmm. It it really is like, what are my limits? What do I know that I'm capable of as far as like managing these kind of situations? Mm-hmm. How does this fit in with my personality? And you just kind of go use that information and go forth and try and prosper mm-hmm. and stuff. So like I said, like with me, like being non-confrontational and whatnot, I'm going to probably try my best to resolve the situation in any way possible before it gets to the point where we have to have that serious like sit down talk kind of thing Mm -hmm. because if it gets to that point then it's just like i'm dreading it because i'm just like oh i don't feel like doing this (laughs) do not feel like doing this but yeah no because i because i'm too i want to be i want to have the fun i want everybody to be happy like you know like that's my thing i hate having to have those kind of serious sit down conversations with people because it's just like but why can't we just be smiling right now yeah, so, like, and it's like it's yeah. it's something that you have to learn because it's like not only do you need to have those tough conversations sometimes, mm-hmm. but you also have to know how to come back from them, and those right. are like two different things. Oh yeah, and that comes back to how you communicate. Mm-hmm. If you are assertive but respectful, um, then there you have it. You know, mm-hmm. but if you are like trying to come at people neck and talking crazy and all that kind of stuff then it's likely just going to exacerbate the situation Mm -hmm. it's gonna get you a goodbye right so yeah i think i feel like we stayed on topic and yet we got into another topic which could be a really good thing for another episode Mm -hmm. how to communicate how to be a good communicator yeah that would be because i had to talk to patients about that like from time to time I always mm-hmm. use one specific model, though. I would like to see if there's, like, others. Mm-hmm. I use, like, the assertive communication model. Yeah. And with that, there's passive 
passiveness, there's passive aggressiveness, and there's aggressiveness, and then there's assertive communication. Right. But I'm sure, like, for example, you can talk about communication from, like, a empathic listening standpoint. I don't know. Yeah, like, we know, we can find something. We can find something. But um, as far as kind of wrapping up on identity and who we are, like I said, like, I feel like we answered the question, and yet we went off on a whole different tangent, but we... But we always circle back to it. I feel like at this point, I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna answer the question. I'm gonna answer a question I'm about to shoot out. Then I want you to answer it. Okay. But as far as um, feeling really secure in your identity thus far, would you say that you are? And so I would say that yes, I am feeling pretty secure in who I am at this point, and. Um, I'm excited to see what growth comes next. So, yeah, I think that that's that's pretty much my answer to that. And what have you got, Duff? I am. Um, I don't. I don't know if I'm truly all the way good with. Not. I wouldn't say good because I'm good with it, but I haven't all. I haven't recognized in all ways who I am. And I think I'm okay with that. And I understand better now that as I interact with people, I have to know that I'm not sure about everything yet. And therefore, there's certain room that I need between myself and others in order to, in order so that is not a, I don't know, in order to make sure that my relationships with uh, with others is not affected that's what i would say okay well yeah no i agree i agree with that that's pretty good i think that as far as the what the future holds i feel like there's so many different layers to ourselves that we have yet to discover and i'm just i'm i'm excited about seeing what the next five 10 years holds and mm-hmm. who we will be, who we will become and beyond just our roles, but who we are as people, as individuals, as black women, mm-hmm. all of that. So why don't we go ahead and take a break and we will return with some mess. Latest. Girl, we ain't going In a nowhere. minute. In a minute. <laughs> all right, y'all. Okay, so now we are going to talk about what's happening on the interwebs. Yeah. Um, what what has been popping off on Al Gore's internet as of late? Al Gore's internet. I like how you call that. And um, it's not my phrase. But <laughs> yeah. Um, Soldier Boy is back on the scenes looking nutty as a fruitcake. Yeah, he has not been looking very well. Like, the last two things that I've seen him on, his his skin looks a little parched. Um, he, <laughs> he looks like he is aged quite some, uh, and, quite a bit. And he's young. Soldier Boy is like our age. I want to say he's younger than we are. I don't, I don't know, because um, when I think of Crank That, I think he had to, what, have been... Gosh, that's been about when we were like 16, oh, we 17. Were I was I was a freshman in college. Yeah, so like so Yeah, that's right. He's he's definitely right around our age, um maybe a year or so apart. But he he has not been looking very well. And so he's also been up to some shenanigans. Like I think yeah. Ever since like the the when I when I stopped hearing him make music, like it seemed like that had to have been around the time when he made the song uh 
all the way turned up with like Roscoe Dash. Like that was the last mm-hmm. Soldier Boy song I heard, and that was what two thousand ten or something. Mm-hmm. So it's been almost a decade now. We're we're getting there. Uh, I'm glad that that era of music is over. <laughs> that was a nah. Don't you, I mean don't it, you was do that. That was it was lit. That was lit. That was lit. That that was our college litty day. Two thousand and like four, two thousand three to about two thousand ten was a was an era. That like in fact, bump it back all the way to two thousand to two thousand and ten. I'll give I'll give it that entire mm-hmm. decade. We had we had a lot going on, and I appreciate that of era music, of music right. <laughs> a lot. But back to Young Soldier, the Young Soldier boy. He, yeah. he was on the Breakfast Club, and I'm not sure why he was on the Breakfast Club. Actually, I so you you know how sometimes when somebody's in the like they're basically on the in on the news or not on the news but like they're they're popping on social media for some reason or another and like they'll invite them onto the breakfast club which i had no idea that the breakfast club was only eight years old yeah it's really young breakfast club i i feel like when i started listening in the morning show or nothing see i felt like it was i Mm. felt like this was some kind of like just staple in black radio that's been around for some time and i just never paid attention to it but they're like no eight years we've only been around eight years but um yeah no i think because he was recently in the news because he was basically fighting nintendo because he created um some gaming system that uh-huh. basically allowed you to play all kinds of games like from different i guess systems or maybe just Nin- it might have just been nintendo but either way that kind of machine is illegal in a sense you know like it's it's you can't do that and so um he got paid you he know like the, the papers got sent to his front door so cease he was upset about that <laughs> cease and desist on that ass and uh, so he was really making a a, a tech, technological power move. Like he was trying he didn't to have he, the yeah the law expertise behind it. I mean, he said that or the people the behind the product said that he was in the clear and oh, whatnot. They and it's him. not as they though they shafted him. They didn't shift him. They shafted him. They shifted and shafted him. They shifted him <laughs> right on into the to the courthouse because <laughs> the, he was you know he's doing stuff they ain't have no business making like i don't know how you even go up against powerhouses like xbox and playstation and nintendo and like Like you you, he wasn't ready so and it's like he's not the only person that has made that kind of like gaming system but yeah no he was bragging about all this that and the third and stuff but anyway it it blew up in his face in the social media for but that's, well, that's better. Well, yeah, so there, there's that. He was, I guess, trying to pull a Ray J, and Ray J got off with scooty bikes and creative glasses. <laughs> he should have went and talked to Ray J. But, um, but, yeah, no, the other stuff. See, I didn't. I haven't watched any of those videos in its entirety. I just, I've seen clips mm-hmm. of him looking as though um, he's been, you know, like a, the, the angel of death has been tapping on his shoulder. Yeah, that's kind of scary. But he always has been really scrawny and everything. I'm like not even always... talking about his weight. 
I wouldn't say that he's always. I'm, what I'm saying is he hasn't always looked the healthiest. You know. I mean, like in the face. Like his face looks okay, crackish. Okay. It looks a little. I thought that he was on something when he was on uh, Love and Hip Hop. Oh, did you? Yeah, and he was sitting up against, sitting across from that girl after he had totally embarrassed Nia, Nia, right? Nia mm-hmm. totally embarrassed her with her used to be friend and who was his side chick and he went rubies rubies like i was like he has to be on something because he wasn't <laughs> taking that shit serious at all like he was like oh completely in la la land bro was he in la la land or was he being a nigga no that nigga it, it was wasn't that, even... that nigga was in la la land <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't even just being a stereotypical fuck boy no, no he was, because when, he was... Some, when somebody <laughs> thinks that they're actually getting ready to lose somebody that they love and they've been caught out called like they've been caught in the in the situation no debatable (laughs) i was like i was debatable i was getting ready to say when a guy has been caught like out front in in his lie like that he immediately gets angry and then i was gonna say that he tries to like maybe he might cry or some shit like that but he also may get really angry and then try to smooth it over real quick and so that's what the fuck it seemed like he was doing, trying because he took some off of his neck and put it on hers. <laughs> that whole scene oh just God. seemed like, and she was sitting there looking fucking stunned, like she was stunned and, and over it at the same time. And to this day, it's on a marriage boot camp with him. Like, yeah, that's the part that was surprising to me, and I didn't realize her boobs were that big. Nia's, yeah. I haven't. I'm trying to picture on marriage boot camp. She's wearing this like shifty, thrifty dress, and her boobs just look huge in them. She looks like a mother. Well, maybe she. Maybe she. I don't know. Does she get them done? I don't think so. Nobody would want their boobs that big. Oh, well, maybe it might just be weight. You Some know how do not like that shit hurts your back. I don't yeah. think she would want her boobs that big. You know how sometimes though when you gain like that's what happened to me. I I oh, jumped. Yeah. Like kind of. As soon as a little weight got on me or whatever like that, I was my mom was like, "Yo, put those things away," and I'm like, "I can't." <laughs> I Yo, can't put those things away. It's like these same clothes, right? Just gained a little weight. I was wearing this yesterday and it fits, <laughs> right? But um, yeah, no. So back to to young young soldier man, because why don't we call himself soldier man? Little bow wow drops the little stupid as soldier man, soldier. but. He should just be soldier. I think he he probably does just want to be soldier. But anyway, no one will let him. <laughs> the most recent thing is that this young man was going on a rant on Instagram Live. Oh my god! And I don't know why he he has to be on drugs because he was not yelling and screaming like that on the Breakfast Club. But then he was yelling and screaming on live. I feel like somebody said that he looked like a bat, and I haven't been right since. Like he, like you have reason. to go and watch oh the video, and he. I watched a, it. There's a point in which he gets times. really close <laughs> in the camera. He gets real close to it. And he makes a face. I'm just like all that stress can kill you. Yeah, I don't know what he was up uh, like. I I saw he was the clip I saw. He was upset about I guess somebody kind of like disregarding his comeback. Yeah, like just they were not That's taking. That's what happened seriously. on the Breakfast Club. You know, he they, he was. I don't even know how. I don't know why he was there. So maybe I should go and listen to it. But all that I know is that they were talking about... He was saying that his comeback was better than Tiger's. 
And they were like, well, why? And he had to defend this. And then he had to defend his comeback against Meek Mill. And then it was in the conversation where he was defending his comeback with Meek Mill that they compared what happened with Meek Mill. They compared it to Drake somehow. And then he just... Drake! He just went off. We naming the episode that. Drake! Drake! (laughs) Because he was so offended. He was like... I, and all right, peep game. He, I have to watch it in its entirety, but I've seen some people who have been like, yeah, I got side with Soldier on this one. And I, I will say that from what I can remember from the little tidbits that I've seen about him making points of how many hits he's had and the impact that he had on music as far as like the transition into digital streaming mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Like, but, I will always give credit where credit is due. Right. That's all that's if, all well and good. Right. Like if you he Soldier Boy, when he was popping, Soldier Boy was popping. And I don't think anybody will ever be able to take that away from him. It's the same thing like with Bow Wow. We laugh and giggle about Bow Wow now, but when Bow Wow was hot bow wow was hot and we were jamming to his music and so he was so tiny and he will and he forever be tiny so tiny and he's still so i've met him in real life he is you have yes is he smaller than you he, he is he was my height and he stay ready to fight yeah like he he he's not very tall at all we he is accurate what you see on tv is accurate but anyway he um had you know he had his bops and he had his time and he had his moment and so i guess if anybody tries to take that away like in this particular day no in social was. media but some people do some people will test your gangster they'll be like you know what yeah like they, yeah. they try they try you especially with twitter and instagram it takes one good meme to make you the running joke for the remainder of the week if not the whole fucking month he does that for himself and so and and yeah that's what happened you make one wrong move and it's just giggles for the rest of january so i guess my whole thing for him is just he is he it was i was it was funny man that that whole interview, I have to watch it. But from that that whole that clip about him making Drake, I don't okay. know. See, now that's the part where we all have to kind of take a step back and be like, um, so I'm going to need a little bit, a few I'm more not, receipts. Yeah, because I'm not really a rap connoisseur on that level. Because, number one, he did not make Drake, that's for sure. I know that people bite other people's flows. I know that. Mm-hmm. But for you to claim a, a career of this man's is i well what else did you make right like that was really odd at that some, he at, at some point his catalog surpassed yours yeah and i mean even at the beginning of his career i don't even remember that he said that he and drake came out with some song he said he said the title of the song and i don't i don't think i've ever heard it <laughs> I don't think that I have ever heard it. And it's just, it's like, well, I mean, maybe that was impactful for you, given that he was this up and coming person and that, you know, that's what it was. But I don't know that that has as much influence or significance as as you are putting on it. Hmm. And so I don't know about the whole, the flow and it sound like kiss me through the phone and everything. Like, I mean... I think if if Soldier Boy if if Drake was rapping like Soldier Boy did on Kiss Me Through the Phone then there wouldn't be a Drake right now because that song is catchy but the flow is trash. Okay. So um 
lyrical genius. I like, don't know. Like, nah. but, but all I know is that Gucci headband that he had on his head was just upsetting my spirit. I can't. Deeply. Because fashions upset me. It looked, it looked worn. It looked tired. It looked like a towel that somebody just, I mean, and you know, shout out Gucci, whatever. But it looked like a towel that somebody like really, their grandmother hand stitched Gucci on it for him. Or, or better yet, it looked like he had worn it so many times that the elastic had worn. Because it was not even sitting securely around his cranium. I just don't want, <laughs> I just don't want you wearing a headband at this point. I don't. You wear wear your headbands. Wear your little headbands, but make sure your headband looks fresh. It looked it looked like he had worn it a few times and had not recently passed it through the wash. It looked like the elastic had given a little bit. Like you look at it, it got little gaps and things here. It just does. It just did not look good. And then somebody had a side by side picture. It was like the ten year challenge, and Mm -hmm. they had a picture of him with. Uh, probably the same Gucci headband when it was fresh out the box. And then they put I that picture. I, I will find it for you and I will show it to <clears> you <throat> with this Gucci headband looking fresh as I'm is and the Gucci headband that we saw in the Breakfast Club interview. And it just was just it, it looked like it had seen some things, it had been through some things. It looked just like we looking at Soldier Boy now. It looked like it is just worn, tired thirsty it needs (laughs) milk (laughs) he needs some milk but and then today he was fussing with somebody on instagram let's talk about that really quick sidebar yes what is this new trend of people arguing on live why are y'all arguing on live why I, i just don't understand first of all why people like to upset their their insides like that I see. For, so the first person that I saw do this was like the uh, recently when we were talking about um, Monice, um, Monice's Lil Fizz's, uh, the mother of Lil Fizz's son, mm-hmm. and and April Omarion's, uh, the mother of Omarion's two children. Mm-hmm. They were uh, going back and forth, um, clucking and chitter chattering and whatnot. Back and forth on. (laughs) I'm so sorry, y'all. If you are wondering why Duffy is laughing, (laughs) Duffy has found the photograph of um, side by side a soldier boy in this in this headband, and um, (laughs) if you haven't, go look it up. Go look it up. I'm fucking dead. I'm not gonna be able to recover. <laughs> Go, in fact, screenshot that and post that on our, our Twitter page for the people who have not seen it because we'll do because it's amusing. It is amusing. She is really gone, y'all. But um, but I fr- the, the first time I saw people fussing was 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 those two really you you that's that this did something to you, huh? <laughs> It's hard to get me to laugh like this, but when I do, boy, boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs> we have gone off the rails. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I first saw those two fussing about um, community dick. And then um, and then the next person, I, I see, uh, who else was doing that? Who was, who was fussing about community dick online? No, I'm talking about Monice and fussing about Lil Fizz and... 
Lil Fizz she is on. Well, they were talking about. You remember we talked about this last time? Where I didn't know that they were doing a back and forth. They like were a, fussing on. That's the first time I saw somebody fuss on Instagram Live together. To like literally, you log on, I log on. Let's group, however you do it, group live, and invite so and so to your live, and y'all are literally having a conversation that is none of our business. <laughs> on live instagram and so um i was like oh okay all right and so then i saw some local artists doing that well first i actually i saw uh no yeah no i saw some local artists doing that two bounce artists they were they were fussing with each other about somebody uh dragging for somebody in in the group chats and things and i'm just the whole the whole thing was just like but why are y'all having this conversation for us to see like Bruh. you literally like do y'all did is it because the, the thing that makes it so funny to me is that you have to look at your phone and get an invite from a nigga you don't you know you don't fuck with and you agree to and you accept it Except and then y'all start fussing <laughs> i accept the challenge and i will speak with you like what is going on <laughs> there's nothing that you literally can do but sit there and make yourself oh mad. gosh unless and, you're just a cool person and, and you're just able to throw daggers real but cool, why are you doing like it on instagram live is the question why there why y'all can't fuss over the phone without us i guess it's that thing that they say uh there's no such thing as bad press like all press all press is good press whatever they say well maybe i guess because then soldier boy was back at it fussing with some new rapper that i'm unfamiliar with but they were like bucking at each other like they weren't in probably like two different states like talking about when i see you i'm you this that like y'all like literally just like just ifing at each other over a phone and it was the weirdest interaction that I've seen thus far with the Instagram arguments. Like, it really was just like, wow, y'all have got to find another way to do this because this ain't it. I mean, sure, if y'all have to maintain your status in this uh, crazy world of celebrity, like, you have to keep your name in in people's mouths i get it you're doing the shenanigans for popularity for celebrity to stay relevant but it is just so weird there's nothing not weird about arguing with somebody on instagram live like it just i can't no no it's like normally you wouldn't even have you wouldn't call this person on the phone right like y'all would not be like you would i don't i i don't you probably would call each other on the phone maybe this but but even still it's like okay well sure i'm not saying that you guys can't argue or you can't have disagreements but it's the fact that you're involving us in your disagreement because because the comments are are kept on so people can have a dialogue while you are fussing with another person and it is really just kind of like i i really want i really want us to find another way I want us to not do this. Go, 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 go fuss with them in the street or at home or on the phone. Just stop doing it for our entertainment 
unless you on a reality show and somebody is paying you which i'm assuming that for um monice in, in april you cannot tell me that um that um mona scott young was not somewhere in in the background of one of those people's homes directing them and curating that drama so that it could be ready for the relaunch of love and hip-hop hollywood but everybody else i don't know what y'all's reason is i don't see i don't know if someone is secretly cutting you a check for these shenanigans but i don't know it definitely will get them ratings up when you where he needs them up well yeah maybe he's going oh maybe he needs a storyline because he is well no it's been a while since he's been on love and hip-hop hollywood but he may be about to make his return um he probably could use well not use the checks but i mean if you are if your stream of income used to be music and you are no longer making music then i see that you would probably have to have something else going on so like for some people that is reality tv and maybe with all of this extra stuff going on in his new legal battle with nintendo Mm-hmm. he's he's like so mona let me holla at you real quick i i got you for like one more season you know like i gotta pay these lawyers and my money is tied up in different things so i need to i need to check really quick but anyway that's mostly what i've been seeing honestly like that's pretty much the gist i i don't really see much of anything else on social media Everything else has been pretty calm. I know a lot of people are still talking about the government shutdown. And I feel like that is a topic that uh, deserves more attention than like the two seconds that we have left to kind of throw at it. Yes. So we could probably talk. If, 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 if we are still shut down by the next time we record, we should probably talk a little bit about that and um keep our uh listeners abreast and tell you what this means and yeah see what's going on because what i can say is that there are several hundreds of thousands of folks who are being affected in fact we it's it's beyond just the employees of these uh different uh federal government like these government organizations or bit um what am i saying it's beyond the employees who are affected by the government shutdown. Those individuals who work for the government in whatever capacity, whether it's like TSA or working mm-hmm. for the IRS yeah. or like at the federal level. Yeah. It's, it's, state it's funded. I mean, not state funded. Federally funded. Federally funded. Yes. Government funded programs will be affected. And right. Those are funds that are dispersed to people. Right. different states and communities okay? right and then there's there's also things that people are saying about how like for example food inspections are not occurring in the manner in which they should be because there's a list of shit you probably shouldn't go and buy and eat right milk being one of them which of like course that means you don't go eat no uh meat like well. it, it's just it's 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 insane and the impact it has is just it's far beyond what a lot of people may even be comprehending right now. And even though it seems like it's something that's playing in the background, we should all be acutely aware of the shenanigans that are occurring in our government at this point because we are going to have to be 100% on top of it 
come time for the presidential elections. Like we did our thing November 2018. We started to change the tide. We need people to still stay on top of what's going on, informing themselves of who's going to be throwing their hat into the ring as far as a presidential election and just any and everything that's happening beyond that at the federal level, at the state level, at the local level. Like it has to be, we have to give it the attention that it deserves because it impacts all of us. It'll impact our children's lives. Like we, we, we are the folks now that have got to really be on top of it and make the change that we want to see. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a good way to kind of wrap things up and whatnot. Um, Any last things, any parting words, anything that you want to say to the folks? Let's see. What else would I like to say? Um, Know when to get rid of the clothes that you have worn out. Are you talking about that headband again? I am. My (laughs) father in heaven, I am. That is all I have to say. And you know what? You're right. You're right. Because it looks um, busted and dusted. And it just, it's it's time, soldier. It's time. Retire that headband. Replace it with a new one. Lay that other one to rest. It has done its deed. I cannot. (laughs) It has fulfilled its duty. It has... It has fulfilled its purpose. Like, it's time. <laughs> it's Let time. it go. Let it go. Um, My parting words are, um, let's see. Back to, like, our main topic. Be, uh, take some time to get to know yourself. And really have some moments with yourself where you do some introspection and you really think about your qualities. Think about the good. Think about maybe the not so good. Think about all of that stuff. Because one thing that is really important is Mm self-awareness. Self-awareness is something that not everyone has. And it would benefit us all if people could take the time and think about how they are interacting with others and what they're putting out into the world. Because it's like a ripple effect. So, yeah, be good to one another. And I'm sorry for anybody who I've ever messed over not knowing myself. Yeah. No, that's that's true, too. If you've ever had a moment... That's... A, that's <laughs> we should... <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh. No, I was about to say, like, we should... Uh, I'm just thinking about uh, our episodes for February. And I'm brainstorming. Yes. Because Let's. we got to have one episode about closure being a scam. But <laughs> okay. we got to have our episode about that. But no, for real though, I think that that's really important. You got to be able to um, sometimes apologize to people about the way that you um, interacted with them and behaved in your growth period. Because um, it's just, it's a part of the continued growth to be able to like own up to your shit. And then move forward from that point. It's it's something it's something really rewarding about being able to look somebody in the eye and be like, "Yo, I am I am so sorry. I apologize genuinely. Like I am genuinely apologizing. Yeah, that I was such an asshole or such a bitch or whatever the case may be. Like at this particular time in your life, and how that may have affected you, and then affected how you move forward with other people. I am I am sorry." yeah so that's 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 really good also i posted this to on my instagram um and my facebook and my twitter and whatnot and i think that this is super relevant as well um 
don't don't interact with people that you, you, that you don't like. Oh, I mean, don't follow people that you don't like. Don't make burner pages to uh, follow people that you don't like. Don't do that stalker stalker shit. Don't don't just follow them if you're gonna do that. Like yeah, like don't do any because I think that if you if you do that, then you are welcoming like just issues. stress and issues and foolishness into your life that you don't need and whatnot. Like don't don't do crazy shit or whatever. Like block people. Yeah. Just block. Just if you if you feel some type of way about a person and you know they bring something out of you, block them. Block everything about them. Block phone numbers, block Instagram pages, block Facebooks, block it all. <laughs> block it all. Somebody needs to go on and block Soldier Boy. <laughs> For real. <laughs> block them block them evil spirits. And on that note, I think we are Dunzo. Okay. All right, Later, guys. Y'all. We've been Josen. Later.